The dog ate my homework. This is the soapbox for the week of July 10th, 2022. While on summer vacation, I probably composed, in my mind, a dozen different soapboxes. Being away from the job makes me more creative and free-thinking. And even though I avoid the news, like the plague, during these times, my mind wanders to various subjects ranging from the funny to the serious, the topical to the philosophical. I don't write these ideas down for a couple reasons. First, I don't want to work. I'm afraid I won't stop myself at a couple of sentences, and then pretty soon, bam, I'm writing soapboxes on vacation. Secondly, I've always figured that if the ideas are that good, they'll save in my memory or they'll come up repeatedly until I actually execute them. It's just my process. The Sunday morning before returning to work arrived, and I knew that a new soapbox was on the top of my very long list of work-related items. While I had slowly climbed back into working a few days earlier, Sunday was going to be a long one. And I did myself no favors by sleeping in almost later than any other day during the past few weeks, getting me an anxious late start. And for me, that's about 8 a.m. and about three lost hours of previously expected work. I rolled over and realized my wife wasn't next to me, which was actually somewhat of a relief as that meant she had gotten up to feed the dogs who are used to eating around 5 or 6 in the morning during vacation. And then, like any normal red-blooded American, the very next thing I did was grab my cell phone. And I was met by a long text from my wife explaining that, yes, the dogs had been fed, but she had also endured a terrible night of not sleeping much and was not feeling well. Women issues, I'm guessing. And so she had laid down in the guest room to get some more sleep. Now this immediately presented some interesting challenges. We have a 19-week-old puppy named Sarge. He's a black lab, and he has simultaneously reminded us of both the joys and the horrors of having a puppy in the house. With Sarge and our eight-year-old other lab, Scout, having both just eaten and pooped, my wife decided to let Sarge roam free, since she rightfully assumed I would be up soon after she sent her text to me. And with the dogs having just eaten, they would just rest for a bit. Plus, the guest room bed is too high for the dogs to safely jump on and off of, and kenneling Sarge presented the possibility of him whining or barking, depending on his mood, thus ruining her chances of getting some much-needed rest. And bear in mind that all of this is predicated on her knowing my usual sleep schedule and her knowing I needed to get up early to get to work. Unfortunately, this text had been sent over an hour earlier than when I'm reading it. So I leapt up, got dressed, and I suddenly realized that Scout was at the foot of our bed, meaning he had gotten fed up with his puppy brother and escaped to his refuge. You see, Sarge is incapable of climbing the staircase still, so whenever Scout has had enough play, or is just annoyed at his little brother, he heads upstairs. This, I decided, was all very bad, because it meant that, A, obviously... Sarge was downstairs, alone, and possibly bored, and B, that they had been playing, and or, more likely, Sarge had done something that Scout knew he wasn't supposed to be doing, and Scout had removed himself from the guilty area so as to not be blamed. I fully expected to come downstairs to any of the wonderful things we've experienced already the last few weeks, like a torn-up roll of paper towels, or any of my wife's various hair rubber bands that he has somehow found somewhere. As I turned the corner of our spiral staircase, Sarge heard me, emerged from the hallway, and began his puppy frenzy that occurs whenever a human is seen for the first time in a few hours. It's as though we're meeting again after years of being apart. Every. Single. Time. As he did his Tasmanian Devil impersonation, I surveyed the rooms in my view, and I saw that all was seemingly calm and intact, 
and in its rightful place. Sarge has matured very quickly and is very smart. He was housebroken almost immediately, and so I thought and hoped. Maybe he had just laid down at the foot of the guest bed and rested, and maybe, just maybe, Scout took that cue, and that's why he had come upstairs to take his place at my feet. I turned the corner to the hallway, heading to my home office, and realized that its door had been left open. This meant the puppy had access to anything inside. And even though we had just had the manor deep cleaned, the office is filled with puppy catnip. Bills, show prep papers, even recording equipment that has nice, sharp edges, perfect for a puppy with growing teeth to gnaw away at. As I entered, all was in order for the most part. There was a slightly chewed-up envelope on the floor, which I grabbed, and I saw it was a bill for my wife. Now, this is odd, because that means he got it from somewhere other than my office, where I found it. And since Christina's office is upstairs, and he can't even get there yet, the origin of this was a mystery. No matter, I thought, if all he did was just lie there and chew away at some harmless paper for a while, we are off to a good, albeit late, start to the day. Time for breakfast. I placed the torn-up bill on the bar to show my wife when she awoke, and I strode to the kitchen, still seeing no evidence of any puppy-related shenanigans. Hearing the sound of food preparation, our portly sausage scout emerged downstairs to make his way to the kitchen and commence begging, but first, he of course had to endure the same I-haven't-seen-you-in-years greeting from Sarge that I had experienced only moments ago. As they bounded around like drunken kangaroos, I was free to begin cooking. They spent the whole time playing in my view and allowing me free to cook and begin watching my usual battery of Sunday morning news programs to prepare for the week's shows. So I began eating, and I was standing at our kitchen counter so that I could see both the TV and the dogs from my peripheral, and I noticed as I looked over that both of them were now stuffed into one kennel. From my view, it looked as though maybe Scout was puking or just had and Sarge was about to eat it. Wonderful. So much for my hope for a peaceful morning. And now, I had to deal with dog vomit while trying to eat breakfast. Ugh. I raced over and I discovered that there was no puke. But rather, a fascination with something in the corner of the kennel. So I shooed the dogs away, and I retrieved a pair of my wife's designer sunglasses. Gucci, if you must know. I inspected them, and they seemed undamaged, so they made their way to the bar for the looming any-idea-how-he-got-a-hold-of-these-items discussion when my wife arose from her slumber. After eating, I set up to work in the living room so that I could keep an eye on the dogs, mainly Sarge, while I was working. And traditionally, when I take my seat on the sofa, both dogs just lay down and sleep. Now, if my wife's present, of course, and we're trying to enjoy a show together, it's total chaos, because God forbid we get to enjoy some of our very limited together time. But I digress. With hours of work to do, I needed them to chill. But, as the universe continued to work against me, Sarge initiated a play session with Scout. Fine. They'll tire each other out, and then they'll lay down. Until Scout abandoned me. Distracted by my work, it wasn't until he was halfway up the stairs that I realized Scout had had enough of the puppy and was heading to his sanctuary in the bedroom. I got up to retrieve Sarge from wherever he was, and there, in the middle of our entryway, he laid, chewing on a pen, an ink pen. He hadn't gotten far, but where in the hell did it come from? All right, no matter. It was now on the bar for the talk. 
and I commanded him into one of the two giant, oversized, fluffy dog beds that we have in the living room, which were filled with various toys that these spoiled dogs insist on removing from their toy box and hoarding in their beds. Fine. Just chew on a toy and let me work. A few minutes later, I look over at Sarge, chewing on the giant antler, and I think, oh, all right, this is what I love. Wait a minute, he's actually chewing on something behind the antler, out of my view. So I harumph, get up, and I retrieve from his mouth a sunglass pouch. I rip it away from him, put the antler in his mouth, stomp to the bar, and sit back down to commence working. I look over, and Sarge has turned the opposite direction and is chewing on another ink pen. Back up I get, grab the pen, and begin searching the puffy bed for other hidden items. I retrieve two other pens and another pair of designer sunglasses. Prada, if you must know. Now I'm beyond frustrated at the start to my day, having gotten essentially nothing done, and it's almost 9 a.m., and I'm also stumped as to what this pest got into and how and from where. Fine, I don't have time for this. And now that the bed has been properly searched and the human items seized, hopefully he'll just sleep out of boredom and chew on an actual dog toy. Working commences. I'm on the sofa, tray table set up, laptop keys banging away, Sunday morning news on, the day has finally started. I'm answering emails, printing news stories, listening to toxic political discussions, and of course, taking the occasional pool shot on my cell phone via texting with Dawn's husband. And then I notice that Sarge has switched to the other oversized, pillowy bed filled with nooks and crannies. And he's chewing on something. Up I pop, most likely at this point I'm cursing aloud, and I retrieve from his mouth yet another pair of designer sunglasses. Louis Vuitton, if you must know. I move the little varmint and I dig into the bed, and in the end, between all of his various hiding and hoarding spots, he had accumulated a total collection of an envelope with a bill in it, four ink pens, two sunglass pouches, a receipt, and six pairs of designer sunglasses. Prada, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and three pair of Gucci, if you must know. Now, our bar was filled with confiscated items worth thousands of dollars, all seemingly undamaged, except for one of the pens, which, hey, if you gotta choose. And the puppy was sleeping, pouting, and I could resume working. About 30 minutes later, Christina woke up. I was already in fully go mode for work. We briefly talked, and she determined that our 19-week-old ninja had found his way over the top of the sofa to a table behind it, which contained a box of hers, which had her glasses, and some various office supplies for some reason, and he had just helped himself, while also being smart enough to not only hide all of the items, but spread out the hiding places to fool his witless humans. Knowing that she needed to wake up, I kissed her and said, I'm heading to my office to work. She apologized for the start of my day. I lovingly told her to shut up because I was just glad that she felt better, and I made my way to the office, leaving her to deal with the menace in fur. Once in the refuge of my office... I was able to shift to writing and recording this week's soapbox. I sat straight up in my giant, obnoxious, super comfy office chair, reopened my laptop, and realized I had absolutely no goddamn ideas or inspirations to form into words. Oh, and I'm now way, way behind on everything, and I don't have time to not be inspired.
So you got this instead. Because quite literally, the dog almost ate my homework. He certainly chewed up a ton of my time. Ironically, as I began writing this, the little annoyance sauntered into my office and laid at my feet being the perfect dog. For about five minutes. Then he made his way to the garbage can and pulled out a rubber band and began to run away from me. So I returned the irritant to his female human, who she was just trying to have breakfast at the time, and she advised me to just close my office door, which I did. And I have been left in peace for the last hour to finally and truly get this stupid thing done. And now, as I unpack from our trip to Las Vegas and I put away my five different Rolex watches, I can really spend some time to reflect on my wife's designer sunglass obsession. 